Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter. And this week I'm absolutely delighted to say we've got an old friend, well he's an old friend of mine anyway, and I'm sure he'll be a friend of yours, Neville Gordon. And we refer to Neville as one of the London boys, don't we Neville? <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> When I had Steve on recently, he was referring to you guys all travelling down together and how it feel it sort of uh, built such a bond with all of you. Yeah, it was. It was because, um, like you said, we all knew each other from London. And then when we came up and we um, integrated with the Kent boys, it was brilliant. Everyone just took to each other and it was a really, really good camaraderie. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Yeah, and you blended in yeah. so well with all the boys down here as well. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, who was there? There was, I think, Ada, yeah, it was Andy Skinner, was Andy Skinner there? Yeah, Andy Skinner there, long throw Andy Skinner, yeah. That's it, yeah, um, Andy Keir, Hooky. Yeah, yeah. Um, B- Billy and Jamie McCarthy, remember them too? Oh, yeah, I remember, is it Gary? Gary? No, I think he was quite old, a bit older than what he was at All the right, time. okay, it'll come back to oh, me and you It'll yeah, come. Yeah, oh gosh, let's, yeah, but yeah, we all went to the It's good. It was good. Let's let's start with you when you very first started playing football, and you can take us on your journey through to today. Then, so where was the first time you can remember kicking a ball about? Um, the first time, um, probably, probably about four or five. It all started yeah. with. Um, do you remember World of Sport, Dickie yes, Davis? Yes, I do. Yes, Dickie Davis. Yeah. That? Yeah. So I used to watch Dickie Davis and. Um, Look out through the results and stuff, and then I'd go outside and I'd try. I pretend I was playing, and I pretend I was scoring, but I was in the back garden really. But on my mind, I was on the pitch playing. So, yeah, about four or five, and then um, what was it after that? They used to do like the results at four forty-five. I think it was Elton Roseby or someone. Yeah. And then they'd t- say the results, and then I'd go outside again and I pretend I was playing again. So yeah, from. Four, five, six, seven, eight onwards, I think, I remember kicking a ball from quite you young. Just, yeah. You just brought back my childhood as well, because I used to do the same. <laughs> Good fun. Yeah, um, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. And did you play yeah. for any school teams at all? Um, not, not when I was at school. There wasn't any teams, no. Um, I think my first actual team was, it was the Cubs. I was in the Cubs about, I think, about eight or nine. And I joined the Cubs. And we used to play against other Cubs club um, sections it wasn't anything official we just like friendlies between yeah. different clubs but that was my first sort of real football team it wasn't until I was about I think I was I was 10 10 years old and uh, my uncle worked at a, a computer company but his friend was a manager of a Sunday team called Beckenham Social so his friend said to my uncle oh, I'll let, you, let your nephew come and play with me for a little while we got a team but I was a year younger, I was 10, and it was an under-11 team. And they were bigger boys, but I was quite big when I was young, so I wasn't too much out of place, you know? So I played for Beckingham Social for about a year, I think. Yeah, nine, 10, nine or 10. And then um, after that season, a team called uh, St Thomas More, they came and asked me to join them. And that was, um, that was actually my age, so I would have been under 11 then. So I joined St Thomas More under 11 and um, yeah, that was it. I stayed there from under 11, under 12. 
under 13, under 14, under 15. I stayed there for my whole um, grassroots football. Yeah. So it was quite good. That, 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 apparently that St. Thomas Moore team, I think seven or eight of us actually got YTS at a pro club or, or more. And I think six of us actually made it professional out of that team. I'm trying to remember the names. I think, who do we have? We had Ben, Ben Fasher. We had um, Stevie Watts, a few rows, myself, Jeff Pitcher. I can't remember the other one. It's got it's kind of my mind, but yeah, about six of us made it professional, so it was a oh, good standard. Good. So, who did you yeah. sign for then? I signed for Millwall. So I, I joined Millwall when I was about eleven or twelve. I joined. Yeah. Eleven or twelve. Um, went down there as a schoolboy. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it because obviously a lot of the boys that were there I knew just from around the area. I used to kick about when we were younger. And um, yeah, joined me about 11, 11 or 12. I've done all my schoolboys um, stuff there. I think I got I got schoolboy the year under 14. And I got a, um, got a medal presented on a pitch before the game at the old den with a full crowd. That was that was really good. I was buzzing when that happened. Oh, that must have been Really something. enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was only 14 years old and the whole crowd was clapping. It was, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, when I got that at 14 and then at 16, I signed YTS. So I signed YTS for Millwall and um, that first year, we had a really, really good season at, uh, at Millwall because we, um, I think we came second in the league we got to the semi-final of the FA Youth Cup. We lost. We, we played Man United. Then we lost. Um, we lost in the second leg at the Den. But at Old Trafford, we won two-one. Myself and Mark Kennedy scoring, which is a it's quite it's quite a highlight of my career. That I like that Yeah. <laughs> good at Old Trafford, but um, they were too good on the return leg. They had they had um, some top players in there: David Beckham, Paul Scholes, Gary Neville, Phil Neville. Um, Robbie Savage, they had all them boys playing, and they were they were really special. Even back then, you could yeah. tell they were really good. So they beat us on the return leg. We also managed to win the Southern Junior Floodlit Cup that year for Millwall as well. We beat Arsenal in a final, so we had a really good first season as a, um, at YTS. Second season, we um, we got to the FA Youth Cup final again. We done well again. But then we lost to Arsenal in the final, so they got the revenge on us. Yeah, we lost to Arsenal in the final. Didn't really do well in the league because we struggled. I think towards the end of the season we struggled a bit, so yeah. we kind of tailed off. But it was a good, a good two years, good, um, good learning curve for football. And then after that, after the YTS, that's when I signed. Um, I signed professional in '94 for Millwall. I got a year's professional contract offered. And um, yeah, I took it up, so I was quite happy about that. And then uh, I done well. I was doing well for the first um, first what? So I signed July preseason, August September. I was doing okay. I was playing in the reserves, and I was getting. I was travelling with the first team. I wasn't in a squad, but I was travelling. Yeah. And then eventually, I got in the squad. I was sub a few times for the first team, which was really good. But didn't get on. Did not get on the pitch. Mick McCarthy won't put me on for some reason. That's my only regret in life. I didn't get on a pitch with Millwall, but I did enjoy my time there. And um, I think it was about late November, December-ish, I got a bad injury on my ankle, really bad injury. I had a shot and um, someone blocked the shot, but I hit the ball so hard that my ankle 
like hyper extended and it came out the socket and it just messed up all the ligaments and tendons and stuff and I was out for about four months four or five months wow yeah and um I came back towards the end of the season maybe the last month of the season and uh with that now Mick McCarthy's he said to me because he didn't see me play enough he can't renew my contract so he's got to let me go uh, which was a bit upsetting but I was like I've only played like three months of a season yeah, he wasn't really uh, bothered to be honest. He just said, "Nope, I've not seen enough of you, so I've got to let you go." So that was that. And that then, must um, be hard to take. It was Tony. It was it really, really hurt because I didn't think I was given a fair chance, to be honest. But it's it was football. That's how it goes. It's cutthroat, so, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. So um, I left. What I do? I left Millwall, and then. I didn't know at the time Midian were actually looking at me when I was at Mill before. So um, I got a phone call from I got a phone call from Jimmy Quinn. Now at the time he was he, he was a top player back then. He was a really good player, Jimmy Quinn, Northern Ireland international. But him and Mick Goodin were joint managers of of Reading at the time. And Reading just lost the playoff final to Bolton the year before to get into the Premier League. So he's rang me, he said, oh, we fancy you, do you want to come down for a trial? I said, yeah, cool, it's no problem. So I've gone down there, I've done well, and then they said, all right, we'll give you a year. They signed me for a year. So I'm thinking, yes, I'm back in, I've got a good chance. And um, I do well, get in the squad. Then actually, I actually got on a pitch for Reading. I played a few, like, come on the sub a few times, so everything was going well. And then the, the same ankle I injured at Mill, I injured it again. Oh, no. Same ankle, same thing. So I was out again for, I'd say, about three months. Three months of the season with the same thing. And it was just like deja vu telling you the same thing again. They said, oh, we've, we've signed you for a year, but obviously you haven't played enough. So we can't redo your contract. But, but at the same time, they was under pressure as well because they, I think Reading Club maybe fourth or fifth from bottom. They nearly got relegated. So the managers were under pressure as well. So, um, yeah, with that, they let me go. That was that. That was in the Reading. That was a good good year, though. I did actually play a few games in the Championship, which was, oh, it was good. It was, it was um, it gets your adrenaline going when you got on the pitch. It's really good. I can good. imagine, yeah, with, the, yeah, with all the crowd there and yeah, pass, yeah, 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 it is. It really is. It just, you find energy that you never knew you had when you're on the pitch. Really? It's sort of that. Yeah, it is. It's really good. It is. Is, yeah, so yeah, after I left Reading, I um so I left Reading, the season finished, I think, May, and then I got a call from a friend of mine who's an agent. It wasn't my agent, it's just an agent, and he said, um, do I fancy going playing in um Finland for a season? And I was like, What Finland? I've never even I've never even heard of Finland, that sort of thing. Never, never thought of it, I should say. And he's going, Yeah, um, the top club out there, they're looking for two top English players. And um, like we've recommended you. So I just thought, all right, I'm not doing anything here. So just to get my mind off of the disappointment of Reading, I said, yeah, I'd go out there. So um, myself and a, a guy called Barry Lakin, he used to be at Leighton Orient. He got released as well. Yeah, we both went out there for, because their season is like summer season, isn't it? It's from March to, I think, November. So we went out there about May, I think it was they was under pressure because how they sold it to us was HJKR, the Man United of Finland at the time. Like yeah. They were supposed to be the top club. They were in the top league, won the league how many times in a row. 
they were in the UEFA Cup as well, which was good. But they were struggling and they were looking to like, bolster their squad. So they signed us two, two English boys. But it wasn't the manager that signed us. It was uh, um, one of the directors that wanted, wanted us there. So when we got there, the manager didn't play us. He left us in the reserves. No. Like, no, I've got my... Yeah, we went out there and he didn't play us for about two or three months. He just left us with the reserves and the kids. And we're like, so we're two olds our agent. We're like, what's, what are we doing out here? I thought we was coming to play. He's like, yeah, I bought you here, but the manager's not playing. He's under pressure, this and that. So with that now, we we kicked up a stink and we said, oh, we'll, we'll just go home then. Simple as that. So he went to here, did start playing us. He played a few games and... um. We done all right. We what we won a few and drew a few. We done a bit better in the league, and then um, lo and behold, same thing again. Told him my ankle, which is which at the time I didn't know, it it never healed properly from the first time I broke it. It went again. So um, that went in about July August. My ankle went, and I didn't play again out there because it just wouldn't it just wouldn't heal. It's just constant pain. So they treated me for a few months and then we just come to an agreement. I'll just go home because I can't play anymore and there's no point staying. So yeah, I got back from Finland about, I think November. Yeah, about November-ish. And um, that was it. I was just done with football after that because I oh, thought, oh, this game, this game doesn't like me so I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I got back from Finland and um, I did a bit of coaching with a friend, um, an old friend. I don't know if you know Lenny Dennis. Used I've to be at Willie. Yeah, yeah he's he's an old friend of mine. So I did a bit of coaching with him because he has he had a few soccer schools. So I've done a, I've done a couple of badges and done a bit of coaching for a little while. But um, obviously you got to pay your bills, and that coaching wasn't paying enough. So I had to go and get a proper job, as they say, to get a real job. So I've done um, what did I do? I went and I went and got an HGV license. Yeah and uh, an ADR certificate. So I was delivering gas gas cylinders around the place all over, which is a good job. But I wasn't playing any football because I just, I just didn't want nothing to do with the game. just wanted to get away from it. And then I met up uh, a friend of mine, um, Frank, Frank, I think Frank Gill or Frank Gill, whatever his name is. He's a guy I used to see in the area. And he was running a team called 10 and B. I don't know what happened, but all of the 10 and B team went and joined Faversham in about 90, was it 97 or 98? Yeah. When, I don't know the ins and outs of it, Tony, but all the Faversham players left, so they never had no team. Oh, yeah, there was a so, problem there, I remember at the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was that, that time there. So Frank's brought all of his under-18s team to Faversham as Faversham's first team. And he said to me, oh, just come, come and help me just like have a talk with them and stuff like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? I can't talk to them. They don't know me. I'm not a manager or nothing. You know what I mean? So he said, no, just come, just come. If they see you, they'll get a bit, a bit of encouragement and stuff. So um, I went down there to watch a few games and then I ended up playing a few games and ended up signing for that season. And then we had a good little one. We went, I think I signed probably December, yeah, mid-December. And not that, not saying it's me, but we didn't lose a game for that whole for the whole half a season. We did not lose a game. It was, I think who the players was there? It was me, it was Darren Amos, Thomas Weston, Chrissy Barrett, Mo was there, Mo Keddy, Anthony Revere, so Sean O'Keefe, Sean O'Keefe, Shane O'Sullivan. We had a really good team there, a really good team there, Faversham. But um, I think that only lasted the season because um, 
there was some proper political stuff going on there. Well, I didn't really pay attention to it. I just like to play football. But yeah. behind the scenes, there was some, some, I don't know what was going on. So that just kind of folded at the end of that season. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. John, John Glover, I think he's dead now, God rest his soul. He was a manager. I think he left as well. So um, that was the end of that. So, um, yeah, left Faversham. And I wasn't intending to play football anymore after that. But then I got a call from a gentleman called Dog and Arif at Fisher. Yeah, he rang me. And, um, no, sorry, he rang Darren Amos to join. He wanted Darren to join Fisher. But Darren said, if he's joining, can you bring me along with him? So I said, I, I said, oh, I'll come down. Because I just never thought of it as anything. I was just going to just enjoy football. So, yeah, we ended up signing for Fisher for a couple of years. We had a couple of seasons at Fisher. And, um, yeah, that was okay. We did well. It was quite good football. I can't remember the league we was in. I can't remember the name of it, but it was quite a good standard. Yeah. Done two years at Fisher. And then, same again. We left Fisher. I didn't intend to play football. And I think, same again, John Roseman rang Darren. I think, no, Charlie turned up at Darren Amos's house in Peckham and said, we want to sign you. And like Darren was like, what's I don't know, Neville, what's he doing there? Like, I don't know what he's doing there. He said, Yeah, he wants to sign you. He wants to sign us. So um Darren again said, Yeah, if I'm coming, I'm bringing Neville with me. So I thought, oh gosh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, that was it. So I ended up signing for for um Whitstable. Darren and like all the London boys, as you say, I think it was yeah, Mo, Chrissy Barrett, who else did there? Ray, Stevie. Yeah, we all, we all ended up signing, so it turned out really good. It did. a great time there, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, you were, it, was a, it was a sort of like a breath of fresh air when you, you guys all turned up. It was, uh, and, and of course, John was a character, wasn't he? John Roseman. Yeah, John, he was, <laughs> he was like something I've never seen before, John Roseman. He was, he was a character and a half. He's, he's team talks, the way he used to go at the refs. And the way uh, we we get in we get in the dressing room at half time and he'd be like, What? Shut that shut up, shut up, listen to me. You do this, you do that. No, he just go mad. He would go mad. And then um like I think I've heard before, as soon as the game's finished, he was as good as gold. He'd just say he'd say, Well done, boys, he just talked to you as if nothing happened. Yeah. He was he was really he was like that. But I I did like John, I did like him. He he did make me laugh. I did enjoy his um his management and, and Charlie Pooley was a good lad as well, wasn't he? Charlie was brilliant. Yeah, he was brilliant. Charlie, he was he was like the calm one. He was calm, calculated, and he was he he, he spoke sense. Charlie, whereas John would just rattle on and rant, Charlie Charlie would just come round and just cement it over with a bit of sense. You know, he'd, he'd make it make sense. He was good, Charlie. Yeah, I one of the boys that. told me it was a bit like good cop bad cop with the te- the two of them. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you, that, I think that, that describes it perfectly. Yeah, because like I say, John would rant and rave, blah, 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 and then Charlie would just come around and say, listen, what he meant was just do this, yeah, do that, you're doing well, well done, well done, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was like. It was, it was good. It was a good combination. Throughout, was, your, yeah. throughout your career, did you play as sort of like, um, almost it was midfielder, but you are always a little bit further forward? Yeah, what it was, when I was younger, I was actually centre forward they put me up front but I always liked being in midfield I always uh-huh. liked being on the ball and being involved so like Sunday football and Millwall I was centre forward they stuck me up front when I started playing non-league 
like Faversham and so I stayed midfield. So I always preferred midfield because like I say, you get more of the ball and I, I think I had a, a half a decent vision, bit of vision and a good ping, which was good for a midfielder. So yeah, I did, I'd rather midfield. Yeah. Well, I always remember you as a sort of like a battling midfielder who'd win the ball and if you couldn't get through and have a go yourself, you'd always find the forward. And that's that's how I remember Neville Gordon playing football. Yeah, yeah. I sort of had a I had a patch with Darren Amos and um I think Andy Constable came a bit later on. Yeah. But I said to them, if I get the ball, yeah, the first thing I'm gonna do is look for you. So when I get the ball, if I'm on the right hand side and you're on the left, just pull out, I'm gonna ping it over the defender's head. We sort of had an agreement before the game, like so we knew what he was doing, it was almost telepathic. So my first thought and first pass was always forward. I'd never like go back and keep the ball. I'd wish it to go forward, which is um, that's the way I kind of played the game. So it must annoy you watching it uh, on the telly when all they keep doing is passing it across the pitch, passing it back. Oh, this yeah, pass to the goalkeeper, pass to the left back, right back. <laughs> I'm thinking, why don't you do a forward pass? You're all playing like crabs, left, left, right, left, right. But, um, well, that's that's the way it's gone nowadays, and yeah, everyone yeah. wants to play football. So, well, you had a great yeah. season with us, Nev. Where, where did you go to after Whitstable? I didn't go anywhere after that, Tony. After I finished at Whitstable, like I said, the, the the previous two or three clubs, I said that's it, and I got dragged in. But after Whitstable, I said that was it because my ankle, believe it or not, I, I was playing through pain. I had to strap my ankle up something chronic, like. By the time I strapped it up, my ankle was about another two inches wide like that, with all the strapping. So I didn't want to put my, my ankle through that anymore. So I didn't play. I stopped playing completely. And um, how is the injury now? Well, oh, funny enough, I've got I've got arthritis in my toe and in my ankle. I've been going to hospital the last what's it two or three months for it? Well, not sorry, two or three years on and off. So, um, yeah, there is a bit of um, after effect on it. Because, like I said, when I first done it, it didn't heal properly. It didn't heal when I was playing on it, which is why it kept going. I found, luckily enough, I've got a friend, Andy Answer. He's found someone who can, um, they could sort of do a blood transfusion. So they take a bit of blood from your, your arm or something and then they clean it and then they put it into your joints so it can grow cartilage right. or something like this. So I'm going to try that because I've, I've got nothing else to, to I've got nothing else to lose. So no, no, well do right. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do work-wise when you uh, are you still driving? No, I, well, I was a lorry driver for a little while, and then um, I left that, and I because what it was, I was delivering gas cylinders for you BOC, did. yeah, all over Kent, uh, some beautiful pubs in Kent, and um, I actually dislocated my shoulder chucking a gas cylinder up one day. So I took a, I was, I was off for about two months with a dislocated shoulder. And in that two months, uh, Darren, my, you know, Darren Amos, my yeah, old no doubt, yeah. he's, he said to me, why don't I apply to be a train driver? So um, I was like, me, drive a train? Are you crazy? I just about drive my car. <laughs> so he was like, no, I'll just try it. So I thought, oh, I might as well. So I applied for a train driver job and I, within like six months, I got it. So... I've been driving a train the last, what, six, six, seven years, I think it is. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So. What what sort of routes do you do or do you do anywhere? Uh, no, we're southeastern. So I do um, mainly metro, mainly in London, like Victoria, Cherry Cross, Cannon Street, um, down to Hayes, uh, Gravesend, Gillingham, 
yeah, just just mainly in in central London, I do. But my dad was uh, involved with the railway many many years ago, and one of the perks of it then was that as as kids we used to get free travel. Uh, do they still do that for you boys now? Yeah, they still do it, but it's it's, it's such a rigmarole. You've got to have um birth certificate and you've got to prove you live at the same address and yeah you've got to have the same blood type and all sorts of things yeah it's a bit more difficult now but they still do it yeah. no that's good it's, it's a good it's a good benefit isn't it because yeah, yeah years yeah. and years ago when we look obviously down in whitstable i'm going back many years now a lot of my mates had never sort of been to london of course every every summer with my dad having the free tickets we used to go up to all all the exhibitions and all the museums and everything it was brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. So you can take the kids down to Margate or whenever you like then. Yeah, Margate or even Whitstable. Yeah, yeah. Margate <laughs> or Ramsgate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good little perk. It's a good little perk, it is. Yeah. So you're yeah. enjoying being a train driver? Yeah, doing a bit of train driving. And um, I've got three sons now, three boys. And my oldest boy, he's playing football now. So um, it's most of the weekends are taken up with him because... He's at Chelsea Academy. They train on a Tuesday night, Thursday night, and a Saturday morning, and then they play on a Sunday. So it's um it's, it's quite full on. Oh, it him. is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How long yeah. has he been there? He's been there since he was six and a half. He was he was at development from six years old, and then he went to advanced academy, advanced development at seven, seven and a half to eight. And then they signed him full academy at nine. So he's been there, yeah, six, six, seven years now already. Wow. Yeah. And what position does he play? He's an out and out midfielder. He's like fully midfielder. He's, he's um, all round. He can do it. It, they call it by numbers now these days, Tony. They call it a, like a number four or a number eight or yeah, a 10. Yeah, yeah. It's all changed or CDM and all this. But. <laughs> Yeah, he, he can do a bit of everything, to be honest. He's got a good engine and he's got a good pass. He's just got to work on his um his strength a bit because he's a bit wiry, he's a bit skinny. Well, he's only young he's still, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it'll come, I suppose. But it'll come. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing okay, I'm sure he is. Well, that's yeah. been brilliant. I've, had, I've really enjoyed chatting to you today, Neville. It's been really, <laughs> yeah. really good. Cheering the old, old times. We had one or two good, uh, good battles down at Herne Bay when you were with us, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Oh gosh, I was just trying to look at some old. Um, I've got some old paper cuttings there. Where is it? Is it Ernbay or Farisham? One of the other. Yeah, we had some. Yeah, we had some good battles down there, and um, I think it got a bit. Some of them got a bit physical, didn't they? Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit. But I did, I did enjoy them days because it was actual. It, it was like from the week before. It was actual build up to, to the game, you know, and in training maybe ribbing each other like oh I hope you don't get done you better stand on your feet and this and that it was it was, it was good for the week before I, I don't think unless people are involved in long league football how committed and competitive it it's, it's very much so because I think because people think it's non-league and it's low down there's, there's like you say not as much commitment or like um, application but it is very much so and it actually means a lot to the locals as well oh, that's what I realised when we won that, what did we win? We won the Kent, was it the Kent Senior? Yes. We won, we won the Kent Senior Cup and um, oh, the, show, the chairman at the time, was it Joe? Yeah, it was Joe. Joe yeah. was the chairman, yeah. He put on a night out for us. He made us come down and we went on a night out in Wichita Ball. 
And we were just getting strangers coming up to us saying, oh, well done, you guys. You guys are brilliant. Thanks for doing this for our town. Like, it actually, it felt really, it was like, it was quite overwhelming, you know? So, That's lovely. That's a it nice, does mean a lot. It does. That's a nice touch. Well, it's been lovely to see you again today. We're uh, we're doing it via Zoom. You've still got the same lovely smile as you always have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Tony. And I'm pleased that uh, you've ended up with four lovely boys. So it's really three lovely boys. Sorry. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, we're finished. And how are you up. doing, Tony? Before we go, how are you doing? Are you okay? Everything yeah, right with you? Yeah, I'm really good, Neville. Yeah, really good. Yeah, family's yeah. good. Got grandchildren. Yeah, lovely, thank you. Really good. Oh, good, really good, good. good. Yeah. Nice to hear that. And you, mate. So from me here at Belmont Banter and Neville Gordon on the other end of a phone. Neville, it's been great chatting to you today and uh, talking about your good old times. I think if you hadn't had those awful injuries with your uh, your ankle, uh, we might be talking to Neville Gordon, Premiership player. But uh, <laughs> you were nearly there, mate. You were nearly there. Nearly there. Yeah, happy yeah. days. Cheers, Nev. Thanks for having me on. Thank You're you. Welcome. Take care. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. I'm your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. Cheers.